0: Hands on their feet. Rally towels are being waved. Brad Lynch stretches. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss! Struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball!
1: Capitals, for the first time in their 44-year history, are the Stanley Cup champions. Denver rushes three. Blacko steps up, throws deep, far sideline. Jacoby Jones has it at the 20! Oh. Jacoby Jones, touchdown! Oh. Raven, no flags on the play, and the miracle is oh. answered! Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of Brothers MC Podcast. I'm your host, Matt McClure, alongside my brother and co-host, Mark McClure. Mark, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, and we have a special
0: announcement. We are expanding. Originally, this podcast was just a 76ers podcast with a little other NBA news sprinkled in. We're going all in. We're adding two new cities to this podcast, Washington, D.C., and Baltimore, in addition to Philadelphia and are now going to be covering all four major sports. One sport
1: per episode Today's will be football, and just really excited. And you mentioned it, Mark, our first episode here is football, and we're going to start it off with our first segment, On Your Mark, Get Set, Go. Mark, what is your hot take of the NFL season to this point?
0: My hottest take right now looking uh, at the NFL is that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a under 500 record this coming season
1: you see I, I don't see that happening at all i think if you think about it they're in a tough division you got the saints and you got the falcons who i expect to have a much better season next or this upcoming season but to sit here and say that that they are going to be under 500 is it's going to be very difficult you look at the weapons on offense you added gronk tom brady that you mentioned you still got oj howard you got uh Dominant receivers on the outside and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. So I I don't see that happening at all. It is a hot take, but you never know what could happen. Defensively, there could be some questions, but I just think that offense is going to be too overpowering. Just the two things that
0: concern me, you brought up the defense. I'm worried about it. You know, Tom has had problems when he hasn't had an elite defense. We've seen that before. He has carried some bad Patriots teams to the playoffs, but he's getting old now, and we saw – Some warning signs at the end of last year, lost in Miami, terrible game in Tennessee. That doesn't mean he's not going to play well at all in Tampa Bay, but there's too many questions for me. I like Bruce Arians as a coach. I think he's great. But I just think some of these teams that get hyped up like this, a.k.a. the Cleveland
1: Browns last year, crash and burn a lot more often than they make the playoffs. But at the same time, it's the Cleveland Browns. You know what I mean? It's it's the Cleveland Browns that franchise stinks. They've always stunk. They haven't been good in years. And this isn't the Cleveland Browns we're talking about. We're talking about the best quarterback of all time going to a team with some weapons in Tampa with a pretty good head coach.
0: It was a pretty snake bitten franchise too though in Tampa Bay. They lost their first twenty six games of existence. They have one Super Bowl. And that that's really what kind of saves them as a franchise. But again, I'm just I'm concerned about it. And I'm not saying it's not gonna happen. I'm just seeing what I'm looking at when these teams get jacked up a lot like this and, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. People are predicting Tom's in the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. I'm just not 100% convinced right now with the strength of the NFC and their division, they're going to have some problems. If you think it's going to be some
1: smooth sailing, you better think otherwise. You see, I agree with that, that it won't be smooth sailing because if you look at the NFC, there's some really good teams and in their division. I mean, those battles with the Saints are going to be next level with Sean Payton and Drew Brees and the crew, as well as a team like the Falcons that need to be better. I can see those games being really close. And other teams in the NFC, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. But I think they're going to make the playoffs and going to make a run in the playoffs for sure. I don't know if they'll get to the Super Bowl. but I just want to see what Tom can do in a tough division. That's a good this point. division has
0: never been good for a really long stretch of time. The Jets had a couple gasps for air every now and then, and the Bills made the playoffs one time, and the Dolphins have been okay. But, I mean, you're talking about the Saints, who had one of the better records in the NFC last year, and although they had a horrible, horrible first weekend in the playoffs and lost, it's just it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. He's got to literally play four games against serious competition because, as you said, I expect the Falcons to have a bounce back here this year because they still have – all of their weapons. They're still all there. They just need bounce back years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is going to be a a real test for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because everybody is wondering when that decline is going to happen. When is that cliff, as Max Kellerman always says, when's he going to fall off the cliff? And we just haven't seen it. And now here in a new situation in Tampa Bay, everybody's going to be expecting – oh, we're going to the Super Bowl, but it's going to be very interesting to see if they, for whatever reason, not get to the Super Bowl, how he's going to take it and how that team will take it moving forward. And, Mark, we're going to move on here to our next segment here, and we're going to look back at the 2000 NFL draft. We're going to call this one What You Got on Draft. And we were looking at this draft, man, and we're going to – simplify it here and just talk about what the eagles ravens and redskins did in the first round of this draft and we're going to start it off here mark with the eagles they drafted Corey simon a defensive tackle there at six but you could have had brian urlacher later in that in the round i mean what is your thoughts on that it's really tough you know if you look if you just pull the draft
0: up you may say, hey, you know, Corey Simon wasn't that bad. He did make a Pro Bowl in 2003 and was on the Super Bowl, uh, the team that made the Super Bowl. But he just, at six, you expect a franchise-changing talent, and you didn't get one. With the defensive stars that are in the draft, you took Corey Simon. Again, I'm not saying Corey Simon was bad. He won a Super Bowl made a Pro Bowl. But – not good enough at six for me. When you could have had guys like John Abraham, who lasted a lot longer in the league, Brian Urlacher, who's the only Hall of Famer in this draft, surprisingly. I think that's tough at six.
1: Yeah, I, I just like you look at other guys like uh, Plaxico Burra is a wide receiver who had some really good seasons in in New York and Pittsburgh, and you know it just it seems like the Eagles definitely missed out on this on this draft here in 2000. We're going back to 2000. I don't even know why we just picked a random year and said, Hey, let's talk about the 2000 NFL draft. See what happened. The draft happened a few weeks ago. Here we are looking at the 2000 NFL draft and the Eagles picking Corey Simon, somebody who was better that was in that draft that the Ravens took was Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis had some incredible seasons. He was picked number five overall by the Baltimore Ravens here in this draft and he had his best season in 2003, he ran for over 2,000 yards, 2,066 to be exact, 14 touchdowns. That was his only Pro Bowl season. But the funny thing is, he is probably considered the best running back the Ravens have ever had in franchise history. And when you look at it, he had a, a lot of good years. He had a, many 1,000-yard seasons, but I think – He got a little bit injury. The injury bug caught on. He missed the entire season in 2001, then had two really – or three really good years. But, Mark, do you think this guy could ever sniff the Hall of Fame or or probably not? I'm just going to say no. But he was a really good running back for a short amount of time. That's
0: the problem, Short. That was the biggest issue with him. He he made an all-pro team, first team all-pro, and he made a pro bowl in 2003. He's actually on the all-decades team for 2000, so you think that he would have a better chance – but he lacks the longevity that he needs. You know, he's a very impressive runner, as he brought up. Still is second all-time in single-game rushing yards. He had 295 in one game against Cleveland 2003. That's only been broken by Adrian Peterson, who had one more yard in 2007. It's very it, interesting. And a lot of the, the if you look at the draft, a lot of these guys had injury problems but had great years. Sean Alexander was taken late in the first round in this draft. He had the same problems. He got injured, even though he won an MVP.
1: You know, it's funny just looking at this draft too. You, you see Sebastian Janikowski being a first His first round, round pick to Oakland. That's the most Al Davis thing ever, isn't it? I mean, here's some other names: Chad Pennington. You mentioned Sean Alexander. Uh, you know, Keith Bullock down there for Tennessee at the thirtieth, the linebacker there. I mean, there's some funny names, good names on here. John Abraham there at thirteen to the Jets had some amazing seasons. And it really is an interesting draft. And when you look at it, the Washington Redskins had the first or two out of the th- two out of three first-round picks. They had the second pick and the third pick in this draft. They drafted Lamar Lavar Arrington from Penn State and uh, Chris Samuels, as well a tackle who was a really good uh, tackle for the Redskins for a long time, but. Do you think they missed out on a Brian Erlacher there? Because you you mentioned it. The guy's a Hall of Famer. And LeVar Arrington had some good years. But when you look at Brian Erlacher, man, that's a can't miss guy. Yeah, I feel like.
0: Yeah, it's tough when you take a guy over a Brian Erlacher. Again, this is the draft, so you have to keep this in mind that we're looking at these guys through how you looked at him in two thousand. But Brian Erlacher was the guy there and they they really missed him taking Arrington. And like you said, he he played well, reasonably well he had a couple really good years, but when you, you have when you're comparing him to Brian Erlacher, there's no comparison. Chris Samuels, like, as you brought up, that's a great pick. As, again, since you have to understand there was only one Hall of Famer taking this draft, as I mentioned, Brian Erlacher. And bringing up Samuels, Samuels, you know, had six Pro Bowls that he went to and, you know, is in the Redskins Ring of Honor. That's a pretty good draft pick. But just interesting. It looked like you know, Penn State was a spot here. One first and second pick draft came for Penn State Courtney Brown obviously another huge bust for Cleveland that didn't what work else out no with them? but um i do think that, that the redskins missed out a little bit here because you could have had two franchise changing
1: talents at 2 and 3 and you, i think you missed a little bit here yeah no I, i'm with you i'm with, i'm with you even uh, you, you have the second and third Picking the draft, you gotta you gotta hit on that, I think. And they hit on one you mentioned with the Ring of Honor, that tackle there at threes and Samuels. But LeVar Arrington, he only played six seven years in the league. You want your linebacker to play more than that if he can. He did make three Pro Bowls, as you mentioned. But when you got guys like Brian Erlager I feel like you can't miss. You can't. You need those types of talent. You can't miss there again. It's just at the beginning of
0: the draft, in particular, you can't.
1: Miss. Why, why do you think the Browns have been bad for 25 years? Because
0: they haven't been able to draft in the top 10 ever. Or 20 still years, having, whatever it is. They've had like one pro bowler drafting. Miles Garrett. He's the only guy that's been reasonably good the last 15 years they've drafted in the first round. But, again, it, it is t- it is tough, obviously. you know, Like they say, the, the draft's a crapshoot. And that's what everyone has to realize. But, yikes. Having two and three, you expect two big-time guys. They could have done worse, obviously, but they could have done a little bit better.
1: Moving on to our next segment here, Mark, I'm really excited about this one because Happy Gilmore is one of our favorite movies with Adam Sandler, and there's this part where the grandma goes into the nursing home, and Ben Stiller's character, she asks Ben Stiller's character if she can get him a glass of warm milk, and he responds and says... Can you trouble me for a glass of shut the hell up? And that's what this segment is called. Can you trouble me for a glass of shut the hell up?
0: You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up.
1: And we're gonna start it off with what we saw in the news regarding the Eagles. And we saw something that the Saints thought that they could beat the Philadelphia Eagles when they won their Super Bowl back in 2018 in the NFC title game, if if the Minnesota miracle didn't even happen. Alvin Kamara, the running back for the Saints, said we'd beat the shit out of the Eagles because we was rolling. And even though the Saints might have been rolling at the time, they got beat by the Minnesota Vikings on the last play of that game. And then, you know, did the Vikings get their ass beat by the Eagles the next game? Yeah. But, I mean, you just can't say that. You got to take care of business. Because guess what? You were rolling last year and lost to the Vikings. Again, on your home field. I don't want to hear it. Can As, you shut the hell up? <laughs> As an
0: Eagles fan, you don't understand how often I hear this about how you you're so lucky that you got to avoid the Saints in the NFC Championship game. You didn't win at the end of the day, like, and you you backed it up last year that you can't win in the playoffs. Right now with this group, I'm not saying that Drew Brees can't he won a Super Bowl, but. You're coming out here telling me that you would have beat the Eagles at our stadium at the link crazy fans in the NFC championship game no way no way. I'm sorry. there's no way the Saints beat us in that game. we were rolling too that's what people forget all the time yeah you know yeah we had, had they lost that they, game in Dallas seven game. to six yeah
1: but, but that that that's when I thought I was like, Okay, they lost that game to Dallas, seven to six, on the last game of the season. But I mean, in in reality, it didn't matter. But like, I was like, okay, Nick Voles going to take them all the way to the Super Bowl? No way! But they won that really good game against the Falcons, and then the offense started clicking. I mean, just started clicking. And it's out of our nowhere. defense
0: that hauled us the whole way. That was the pro- that was the thing. So you think you're going to walk in there and just aerate us to death? No way. Not with the way that defense played in particular, and the way they were coached by Jim Schwartz. I just don't see it and, and again, this just seems like saltiness to me from Alvin Kamara because at this point you've had back to back playoff disappointments. actually back to back to back playoff disappointments. again, I'll give him a I'll give him a break. If if the Minneapolis Miracle didn't happen. had the same circumstances as the no call against the Rams, then I could give him some slack. But it's like you lost. Anyway, it didn't matter. Yeah. There was no ridiculousness in that play. There was no bad call. It you, was, you covered badly. It was yeah. You missed you, you, the your tackle. safety. Made
1: a horrible play. That's what happened. You missed the tackle. Uh, it, for for te- for him to go out and say that is just absolutely crazy. I mean, you could say that it, 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 individually and with a group of guys, maybe with your teammates, but to go out and say that publicly, it, it's it's so stupid. Because they, you know, you got to give the Eagles credit too. If you think about it, they beat a the Patriots team with Nick Foles as their quarterback, won that game 41-33, absolutely decimated that Patriots secondary, and were throwing, you know, Nick Foles looking like an MVP. Throwing bombs out there is what he was doing. He was just throwing,
0: he was heaving that thing. No thought at all. All reaction. It was great. So you
1: got to give the Eagles credit for for their Super Bowl run back in 2018. Just an absolutely stupid statement there by Alan Kamara. We're going to stay with the Eagles in this one. And it's because Dominique Foxworth went on uh, Get Up, I believe, and said there's no argument, and he's talking about Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott and comparing them. And he thinks that there's no argument that Dak is better than Wentz. Like, he's, he's set on Dak being better than Wentz, Carson Wentz. And, you know, This is what he says. He says, there's no argument, no argument, reasonable argument that Wentz has actually been better than Dak. The only thing that people put up is somehow that Dak had a great surrounding cast. Wentz's cast won the Super Bowl without him, exclamation point, end of of quote. Are you kidding me? Really? Really?
0: In a playoff game, basically, essentially, in week 16 last season, a fully healthy, Dallas Cowboy team went into Philadelphia against Carson Wentz and Greg Ward as their first primary target and lost 17-9. And you're telling me that there's no comparison at all, and you're telling me about supporting cast. Carson Wentz went out there in a do-or-die game, throwing to lawn chairs and deck furniture, and... Managed to win that game, win again the next week to get him in the playoffs, and, yeah, he got hurt in the playoff game, but they almost won that too with Josh McCown playing
1: quarterback. I just just think, like, you know, the Wentz-Dak argument, I'm honestly tired of hearing about it at this point in time. I think Wentz is a better player than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott by no means is a a slouch QB, but if you're comparing the two, Wentz had a a really good season last year. I think he passed for the most yards in his – uh, career to this point with some receivers that are not even going to be on the roster this upcoming season. You mentioned Greg Ward. I, I don't even know the other guys. Arcega-Whiteside. I know he was on the team. Zach Ertz obviously is, is a stud tight end, but I'm just tired of hearing about this argument. You look at the Cowboys' run game too. You got Big Zeke there in the backfield, and he's a he's a truck b- back there, and he can just truck people, and he's a great running back, and. After those first three games of the season, when the Cowboys went three and zero, they went downhill quick. I mean, and we saw they went to Philly late in the year, couldn't get the job done. Whose fault's that? It, it, it's it's Dak and that team's. Honestly, it's Dak's fault. You can look at it no other way. I mean, it's just I'm tired of hearing about those comparisons. Wentz is better. Case closed. Case closed. You'd think that that Dominique
0: Foxworth would be a little bit smarter. He went to Harvard. But um, you've got to, at least he did after he retired from the NFL, actually went to my current school, Maryland, when he played college ball. But still, I, I understand that there can be an argument. There can be an argument. But saying that there's absolutely none, it's, it's cut and dry, you, you just can't say that at all. They've had no playoff success with Dak there. They won one playoff game?
1: Yeah. One? I, I believe. Yeah, against I think the Seahawks? It, yeah, I think, I that was think it.
0: that's it. Yeah. All right. You just can't come in. And then in, in a depleted division with the Eagles hurt, you're with the essentially division leader, at full health. With the
1: division leader going like 9-7, and 10-6. Yeah, you can't
0: go 10-6. and 10-6 with what you're calling an elite quarterback? Waste of time. It's a waste well, of time I mean, comment.
1: Think about it. Think about it. They haven't even signed Dak Prescott to a deal.
0: Yeah, if, if he's so good, why aren't they, Why isn't pen to paper yet?
1: Pen, There's no pen to paper. they signed I know he in.
0: thinks he's the greatest quarterback that ever walked the earth. Asking for $40 million, I barely think he's worth half that. He,
1: he, I could see, I mean, what would he be making if he signed the franchise tag? Like close to $32 million. Yeah. And he should I be, think that's about 30's right. 30 is a reasonable number,
0: I think, for a quarterback that's young and has some, <laughs> some place to well, go. How about
1: we start winning playoff games? Yeah, how
0: about we like show that we're not average? That's you're one of the been. best lines in the league. You're now, now you're bringing best, in one of the best defensive fronts defensive as well. fronts in the league. you got some solid Receiver. secondary and receivers, and you just added a new one in the draft. Let's see it, big
1: man. Put your money where your mouth is. The only thing they don't have, I'd say, is a tight end.
0: That's it, yeah.
1: So that's a perfect example of, of can you get me a glass of can you shut the hell up right there.
0: Yeah, right there, Please.
1: Give me a break, Dominic. Jeez, that's bad. And the final one here that we saw about (laughs) the Redskins. Urban Meyer defends Dwayne Haskins, says Redskins were a mess, which he's right, and need to surround QB with elite culture, which he's right right as well. But this is the NFL. I don't want to hear that. If you're so good, you make other players better. That is true. But – you yeah, like you said, you have to be the guy. You're the quarterback. You're the leader. You're the man. Everybody who goes to Ohio State dominates. And, you know, look at what Justin Fields did with with Herb's players. You know, this isn't this isn't where you can recruit the best players in the in the league. You gotta make do
0: with what you got. Yeah. Good quarterbacks make bad players look good. Yeah. Tom Brady's been doing it for years. And I'm not saying that Dwayne Haskins Aaron needs Rogers to be anywhere near Tom Brady. But uh, you have to make the players around you work. Yeah. You don't always get the, the luxury of being the best team playing Rutgers every year. You don't get that, that that luxury in the league. You have to be the man. And you coming in here and saying, you got to surround him with elite talent. Well, no crap. Yeah, everyone needs to be surrounded with elite talent. It's how you win games. But it helps be- a lot when you're quarterback can make plays without the elite town. If he can make average guys look good, like, would
1: you that's say, the mark of a good quarterback. Would you say that Daniel Jones is better than Dwayne Haskins?
0: Probably he's more of a polished passer in my opinion and I, doesn't
1: panic as much with the ball. I I'd you know, that's it's tough, but like I thought I saw more out of Daniel Jones with what he had than Dwayne Haskins in Washington. Like I'm at the point looking right now. I don't
0: know. Who will start Week One for Washington? It's gonna if be if it'll be Adkins. him or
1: Hall- or Allen. Kyle Allen.
0: Yeah, he's my only other guy. But he, he, you have to understand, he won his He'll five of the first Ky- six games. He'll start over Kyle Allen. I hope so, and I hope it's not close for the Redskins' sake. I Hope it's not a close quarterback well, battle.
1: Ron, you know, you got to think Ron Rivera is coming in. He coached Cam Newton for years, so he he's definitely got experience with the mobile. He quarterback. knows how to coach a quarterback. So, it's going to be very interesting to see if Dwayne Haskins – I mean, I'm expecting him to win the job, no doubt about it. But, you know, we'll have to see. It's a big we'll have to see. But, Herb, give me a break,
0: please. You've been out of coaching for a year. Let's
1: just keep keep it chill. How chilling. about you just stick to the college Yeah,
0: yeah, how about we stick to the college game? Because you're
1: – You're dominant yeah, at that.
0: You're good at that. Like, stick to what you're good at. And, and so, leave leave everybody else alone.
1: Yeah, uh, that's uh, our final one. Of can you trouble me a glass for? Shut the hell up! And Mark, our final segment here is one that, if you're missing your sports fix, here are the do's and don'ts. Here here are the do's and don'ts. I mean, I know we've been in quarantine for fifty plus days, almost two months now. But here are the do's and don'ts, in my opinion. The Last Dance, 100% a do. If you're not tuning in every Sunday, I'm not really sure what you're doing. And a new one that just came out, The Last Ride with The Undertaker. I mean, that is so good. It brought me back down to memory lane. The Phenom. I know it's like not sports in a sense where like it's football, baseball, basketball, or hockey, but... I'll tell you, man, the last ride, I I forget how much the WWE Network is, but get on it. It's like the last dance, but it's The Undertaker, man. It doesn't get much better than that. It's great. These are the things that that
0: are going to make you excited to watch sports. These types of things. These docs, the KBL, the Korean baseball league, if you're wild enough to stay up and watch it, that's what you want to be watching. Now you can get into what we need to stay away from.
1: Yeah, and and, and this is, this is, I just, like, you, you wake up at, like, you know, 11, 12 o'clock, you'll head downstairs, you'll make your breakfast or lunch or whatever, you'll put your coffee in, and you, you hit your couch, and if you have a recliner, you recline your couch, and you're going through, like, the sports channels, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen, like the college stations, like ACC Network, um, you know, Big Ten Network, you know, playing like a Week 4 game from 2017 between – or like 2015 between Northwestern and – who's another team? And Rutgers in Week 5, calling it like Northwestern's – you know, it's Northwestern Day. Or for the ACC, if I have to see another Duke game from 2010 – with Kyle Singler and that squad, I think I might just cry. Dude, that's that's how I feel. Cause like you bring up that
0: if you turn on ESPN or the MLB network, it's the same thing. If I have to watch another 2003 Yankee playoff game, like, like a World I'm Series, pi- like a World Series, yeah, I'm sitting here game. watching the, the Diamondbacks and the and the Yankees in the World Series. The Marlins, yeah. and the Yankees. Can we please cut it out?
1: There's more than just the Yankees in the league. Well, please. What they like showing too is like if like they like showing the Yankees, Red Sox. So watching, I'm watching right. the Yes Network. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, they love showing those Yankees uh, playoff games, especially like ALCS against the Red Sox and those World Series games. So those are the dos and don'ts. Yeah, stay you away want your from, sports fix. Stay right away. There. From the, the the week three college football
0: and the Yankees playoff games.
1: Yeah, but, you know, like week three college football, Wake Forest versus Georgia Tech. Thanks, I'm in. Yeah, I appreciate it. Please get, stay away from it. If you really want some high quality content, listen to this podcast, Brothers MC Podcast. Also, check us out on Twitter at bro underscore mc pod. I believe. If not, it's bro mc pod. One of those things. Mark, you got anything else you want to add?
0: Uh, just make sure uh, to follow us again on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us individually as well at uh, the Cobra 66 and uh, at Mark underscore K underscore McClure for our sports takes.
1: And, uh, again, we're just glad to be back here on the Brothers MC Podcast. So we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening. And make sure to check us out on Twitter and any other social media. Stay safe, everybody.